Welcome to Cherry Beckert's GovCon podcast, where we discuss current government contracting trends, compliance matters, and best practices to guide federal contractors forward. I'm Eric Poppy, a senior manager in uh, Cherry Beckert's government contract services team, and with me today is Neil Bagan, a one of our principals in the risk advisory team, who is leading CMM or uh, Cherry Beckert's CMMC response. Um, today we are going to dis- this is our fourth podcast in the CMMC GovCon podcast series, and we wanted to take a step back. Um, where in the third third podcast we talked about the actual assessment itself, and today we wanted to talk about uh, you know steps to prepare in the readiness aspect. So Neil, thanks for joining today. Hey Pop, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, we we thought it important to kind of take a step back. There was a lot of inquiry and and uh, interest in learning about what these upcoming assessments were, which is why we touched on that first. Uh, but we told you on the third episode that we did want to take a step back, which we're going to do today and, and probably appeal to the masses uh, in terms of where they are in their CMMC timeline in preparing uh, for an upcoming assessment. So we're going to do that today. Um, I, I told Pop, rather than make this one as interactive as some of the other ones have been, I'm just going to rattle through as much of information quite possibly that I can get through in the next uh, probably 10 uh, 15 minutes or so, but there is a lot to get through. So uh, I, th- I think we're just going to, you're going to just be stuck with me for the time being. So a couple things. One I wanted to touch on before we get started is that there are independence considerations that need to be taken into account, namely between the uh, organizations that help you with readiness, uh, which is considered consulting, uh, folks that are helping you prepare, uh, performing gap analysis, uh, um, completing gap analysis, providing you with remediation efforts and, and quite uh, remediation plans rather, and quite frankly, could even help with remediation. All of that is in one category considered consulting. And for anyone that falls into that category, um, you are then uh, disqualified from being able to perform the actual assessment. So just wanted to make sure that that, that is abundantly clear before we start today. While an organization, much like Cherry Becker, we are both what's called um, an RPO, and a C3PO, RPO uh, registered practitioner organization, and a C3PO, a certified third-party assessment organization. While we can hold both designations, we cannot perform both functions uh, for one single entity. So we cannot perform consulting and then turn around and um, and then conduct the C3PO assessment. So just wanted to establish that before jumping in. At Cherry Becker, we've basically uh, come up with what we consider a three-phased approach for readiness. And uh, we, we also take into consideration that not all organizations will need all three phases. We are going to cover all three today, but based on your level of maturity, not only in the IT compliance arena, but also potentially in the uh, specific NIST world, um, you know, you, you may not need all of these three phases completed, some of which may have been done previously uh, as a result of complying with DFAR 7012, um, performing self-assessments for uh, your your entry into SPURS, the SPRS system, uh, based also on NIST 800-171 and the like. Um, but the three phases that we're going to touch on in today's podcast are really phase one, what we consider confirming the system boundary and assessment type that ultimately you will undergo. The phase two would be what we consider what's called control design and documentation, and they both obviously feed each other. Uh, and then phase three is is a gap analysis. Um, and, and again, not every organization for the folks that are listening in are going to need all three phases. It's quite possible that your system boundary has already been confirmed as of previous work that you've already done. 
Uh, it could be that your controls have already been not only designed, but uh, thoroughly documented and you are ready to jump right to a gap analysis. However, uh, we also recognize there are organizations out there that have not had to previously comply with um, DFAR 7012, let alone really any other IT uh, adjacent compliance area, be it uh, ISO or uh, SOC or PCI or, or anything that would, would have some overlap with CMMC. So that's why we wanted to make sure that we cover these three phases. So moving forward, this first phase of um, establishing and, and confirming a system boundary and the assessment type, this is really you know, part one of a goal that we have as a firm. So when we are helping companies prepare for an assessment, our goal, to be quite honest with you, and I, I'll try not to sound like a broken record throughout this podcast, but our goal is to um, you know, operate and in, in, in complete the readiness with more rigor than the actual assessment, to be quite honest with you. We want the assessment to be easy. We want to prepare you so much that it's, it's uh, literally almost a formality at that point. And I know that may make some people cringe uh, that, that are on the assessment side, but that is really our goal. We want to get in there and prepare you to the nines. Um, cross all the T's, dot all the I's, whichever way you want to say it, so that when an assessor does come in, that you have everything ready to go for them. And that really starts with this first phase here, which is preparing. So one of the things that, that we want to do is determine and or confirm the level that you are uh, pursuing and, and document what that level is and why you're going after that level. Do you really need to be level three? Most people uh, attending our podcasts are under the assumption that they need to be level three. And while many of them uh, are, are most likely correct. There are instances where we've gotten in and helping folks with readiness and really, you know, uh, peeking under the hood and, and, and getting into the weeds where we find out that a level three is not necessarily appropriate. And when you think about the level of effort from level one, as a reminder for some previous podcasts, uh, having a requirement of 17 controls uh, versus uh, level three with having a requirement of 130 controls and that they're all documented and, and managed and so forth. You can just imagine the the cost savings um, being able to go from a level three to a level one. So we want to document that. Why is it that you chose which level? Why is it appropriate and so forth? So again, looking forward to when the assessor comes on board, they may have some of the same questions. You've already got it lined up for them. We want to be talking to your primes, talking to your subs, talking about what their expectations are in this process. We also want to determ determine and confirm your scope. If you think about any type of scope, typically when it increases, so does the level of effort and therefore so does your assessment risk. Meaning if there are 10 systems in scope, um, that is 10 areas, 10 systems that potentially from an assessment uh, standpoint have risk of failure versus do you need all 10 of those systems? So really taking a look at that system boundary, seeing what does uh, need to be in scope versus what doesn't need to be in scope. And again, documenting it, documenting why it is that these systems are in scope versus not. So to alleviate any questions from a C3PAO when they come in to do your assessment. And the last is uh, determine and confirm your assessment type. So in level one, we want to be realistic about what it is you're trying to do, what it is you need to do, what contracts you have currently, what contracts you're expecting to have, and uh, talk about current versus future state. There are many folks that we talk to that say, hey, we don't have any CUI right now. Therefore, should we just be doing level one? Um, the answer could be yes, or the answer could be, but we expect to handle CUI if we are to win you know, said contract in the next year, in which case you probably need to start looking at level three. Once again, you want to document that. Document whether or not you are looking at going level one versus level three, but also whether or not you're looking at going 
uh, entity-wide, which we've covered in previous podcasts, versus uh, more of an enclave approach where you segment a specific part of your network to be applicable to CMMC and therefore have the ability to handle this, this whether it's FCI and or CUI information, or whether you're going to go with more of a hybrid approach. And again, documenting all of that. So when you start thinking about the assessment scope, which really determines your system boundary, you can think of internal and external, internal being the actual data. Um, if, if you recall from previous podcasts, we've, we've stressed that CMMC uh, as a model really follows the data. So you think about how the data is coming into your environment, who has access to it, where it goes once it's in your environment, how it's processed and or developed, how it's handled, maintained and so forth. And then uh, if and when it exits your environment, where it goes and, and so forth and kind of ownership. So typically that brings in external third parties, vendors, et cetera. Uh, many folks are using MSPs, cloud providers and the like. So really determining what is and out of scope uh, for your CMMC assessment is, is important. And taking a look at everything from, you know, the documents that come into scope, the mechanisms in terms of hardware and software, uh, the activities um, that, that really support a lot of these practices and processes, and then the people, the owners, um, people that are, are applying the specs, the mechanisms, and, and some of those activities. Uh, so again, the end of level, I'm uh, sorry, excuse me, the end of phase one, we're looking to have all of this documented so that if you were talking to a C3PO and they asked about, well, let me hear more about your system boundary, you already have it. They want to talk about, well, what are you thinking, level one or level three? You already have it. Uh, and, and quite frankly, have, have much more behind that, which we're going to jump into here in, in phase two. So we've determined what is going to be assessed, how it's going to be assessed uh, in terms of the approach and at what level. So the next is really uh, documenting you know, your, your, your controls. So designing and documenting your controls and having those ready to go and wrapped up with a bow before a C3PO comes in. And there's really, as we've mentioned previous, three primary methods of uh, how these controls will be tested, how these uh, practices will be tested, and that is examining. So reviewing, inspecting, observing versus the second type, or excuse me, the second method is interviewing. Um, again, holding discussions with either control owner or owners um, that oversee these practices. And then the third method is testing. So one of the things that we do as we are helping define and uh, mature and ultimately document your controls, be it in an SSP uh, format and or policies and procedures, which are required once you get to level three, is taking that extra step to say, okay, if the assessor came in and wanted to interview for somebody for this control, who would they interview? And documenting who those control owners are. So again, there's no scrambling once the assessment uh, begins. You already know and have folks lined up that are capable and oversee uh, a given function, operation, process, and or specific practice that can speak um, to, to, to what the assessor is going to be interested in, as well as starting to gather evidence or knowing what evidence may need to be gathered to satisfy certain controls. So if you'll remember from previous podcasts, it is up to the C3PAO, the assessment organization, um, to determine the, the assessment objects that, that upfront in planning that they uh, intend to um, tend to test and the assessment objects are really what makes up your system boundary. So they need to agree to that and, and the likelihood of that being a very easy and, and fluid process is increased with the amount of documentation that you're going to do during the, the readiness. 
The second thing is that the C-3PO determines the assessment methods. Again, those examine, interview, and test for each control requirement. And they submit those much like you would uh, see previously in either what's called a PBC, a provided by client list, a DRL, document request list, IRL, information request list. There's numerous names, but um, those are kind of the, the, the list that they are asking for information. So our idea in readiness is to prepare all of that to the extent possible up front. So you know who potentially, as I mentioned, be interviewed. You know where these policies and procedures sit. You know where this type of evidence sits, where these configuration settings are, who can pull them and so forth. So um, not only identification of controls in, in the who and the how, whether or not these controls are manual, whether or not they're automated, IT manual, all of that needs to be documented and should be documented in the uh, in the readiness phase along with kind of evidence collection and then really the output of of this phase two is a completed current state uh, documentation that consists of an ssp uh, and a data flow diagram how that information that fci cui is coming in and out of the environment as i mentioned earlier some of that can be put in an ssp some can be can held separate uh, as well as the current state poem and that poem obviously will need to be completed before assessment starts then once you've identified what it is, how it is, uh, and, and, and who will be uh, assessed and have matured your control identification and documentation, you're really really ready for this last step, which is a gap analysis. Synonymous with any other gap analysis that, that uh, you guys have completed before, bumping you up against the, the said controls based on the level that you're going after, and really performing a mock audit. And um, not only testing the controls, but identifying any uh, potential areas of weakness and any potential areas that need to be uh, you know remediated in, in helping design remediation so those are really the three uh, phases again just to sum up we've got phase one confirming the system boundary and assessment type documenting all of that to the nines phase two continuing with, with a, a stress on documentation um, your control design and actual documentation which ends up resulting in a current state SSP, POAM, and, and data flow diagrams. And then phase three, a gap analysis, which is really bumping up the ready environment or what is considered at that point to be a ready environment against the CMMC standards at a given level. And the output of that is a gap analysis report, which uh, identifies any other areas needed for remediation. So that's about as quick as I could sum up the three-phased approach that Cherry Becker uses uh, in our readiness um assessments for cmmc a lot of it should sound familiar to, to you folks that have heard previous uh, webinars or podcasts or even have gone through previous type of readiness assessments in other areas uh, that we've conducted uh, a lot of synonymous terms here but hopefully this provided a little bit of insight in a quick format to let you know uh, how we help companies prepare and again our goal is to make it to when the assessment comes around and the assessors come in that you are absolutely ready and, um, and, and you have all your ducks lined up and they are coming in and just knocking things down. And that way, our goal is to help you expedite a successful assessment by a C3PAO. So that concludes this fourth edition of our podcast. Again, this has been Cherry Beckert's uh, CMMC podcast series hosted by myself, Neil Began, as well as Eric Poppy, who you heard at the beginning. We appreciate your time today. And as always, feel free to reach out with any questions. Take care.